You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. If you have like this one chunk of clinical experience from sophomore year to at some point in junior year and nothing mm-hmm. since and nothing before, to me, that's a little bit of a red flag that you're, you're not engaged enough with medicine to really okay. prove that this is what you want. Olivia, welcome to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. What can I help you with today? So um, I had some questions about actually my, um, my academic track of my whole pre-med journey. Okay. Um, so basically... Uh, my sophomore year, my dad got really, really sick, and we're a big family. And um, basically, the financial burden was placed all on my mom, mm. so I had to start helping out. Um, I was able to luck out and find a phlebotomy job here, um, but the job, like, it was very tolling, and I hadn't quite like figured out the whole like being able to schedule stuff um, and work. Um, it was supposed to be a part-time job, but with the mandating and the on-call, I was averaging about 30 to 32 hours per week. Um, and so because of that, I started off my freshman year really well. Um, my science GPA was a 3.7, and then nice. my non-science GPA was like a 3.9 or something. And then um, sophomore year came and went, and my GPA dropped. Um, well, sophomore and junior year, because I was still working a little bit of my junior year, mm-hmm. um, my dad just got out of the hospital. So I was able to like finally quit my quit the Great. job that I had had um, and basically focus more on school. Mm-hmm. I was given that okay. okay. Um, so my GPA then dropped to a 3.27 science GPA, but then I took a summer class this I took a summer class this summer and I bumped it up to a 3.31 science GPA. And then I have a 3.4 something overall GPA. Um, So my questions (laughs) for you are, um, should I go back to getting another clinical job um, or a clinical type of position to show consistency? Because I watch your... um, podcast and I know that consistency is something that medical schools like to see based on what you talked about. Yep. So should I go and get another one or do is it okay if I just really focus on school and studying for the MCAT here on out? So a couple thoughts with that. How much how much time do you have left to improve your GPA before you uh, before you're done before you graduate? Well, um, I actually extended my graduation by an additional semester, so I have okay. three more semesters. Okay. Uh, before... Have you have you calculated if you were to get as close to a four as possible, what your final GPAs would be? Yeah. So if I wanted to apply next summer, mm-hmm. my science GPA, if I were to get all A's, would be a three point four seven. Okay. Whereas if I I believe it gets up to a 3.51 if I extend it by an additional semester um, and like wait an additional year before I apply. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say that's worth it. Okay. okay. 
okay. That's science GPA. So your overall GPA would be three five five, three six ish. Three six ish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So GPA wise, I think you're solid. MCAT wise, have you started preparing for that at all or no? Um, yes, I'm starting to prepare for it as slowly as possible, <laughs> taking it one yes. day at a time. One yeah. day at a time. So MCAT-wise, obviously, that's another big part of this whole journey. Um, so uh, as obviously as good of an MCAT score as you can get, what are you shooting for for the MCAT? <laughs> <laughs> 528. <laughs> as high as I can get. Yeah. How, how good are you taking tests, typically? I'm pretty good with standardized okay. tests. Um, so, okay. so no major concerns uh, just from that point of view. Obviously, the MCAT is its own beast. Maybe, but Maybe the cars. That come, but... <laughs> well, good thing we have the MCAT cars podcast. You listen to that? Yeah, yeah yes, I, I love do. that one. I just got a note um, in uh, from Instagram from somebody who listens to the MCAT cars podcast on her MCAT retake. It went from a, a 124 to a 130, and she said it's nice. almost all yeah. due to the podcast. So uh, yeah. if you don't I listen to that, the... do it. Um, so for me, your, your question came down to clinical experience. Mm -hmm. If you have like this one chunk of clinical experience from sophomore year to at some point in junior year and Mm -hmm. nothing since and nothing before, to me, that's a little bit of a red flag that you're, you're not engaged enough with medicine to really prove that this is what you want. It's right. just like, oh, you have this idea that medicine is awesome because you love Grey's Anatomy, but you haven't gotten your feet wet and, and really kind of um, <clears throat> jumped in with both feet to say, hey, like, I'm around medicine, I'm around doctors, I'm around patients, look at, look at everything I'm doing, to, mm-hmm. to not only prove to the medical schools, but also to prove to yourself. That's a big a big aspect of this process that students mm-hmm. miss out and, and they rely on this kind of idea that they've always wanted to be a doctor and they haven't really proven to, to themselves that they do want to be a doctor. They do like the day-to-day life of being a doctor. They do like being around sick patients. So um, I wholeheartedly think that as much as you can, while also maintaining your grades and maintaining time to study for the MCAT, go and get some clinical experience five hours every couple weeks or five hours a month between now and next year when you apply. And that's a good, I mean, if you think how much time we have left, four plus uh, another six months or so for next year, you'll have 10 months where if you can do five to 10 hours a month and not five to 10 hours a week, um, you'll, you'll accumulate a lot of hours. You'll get a lot of experiences. You'll, you'll um, create a lot of lasting memories that you'll then be able to talk about in your interviews and write about in your personal statement, your activity list, et cetera. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. That works for me. Okay. And if you get to a point where you start to add stuff to your plate and your grades are starting to, to trend downwards, then you need to, to press pause, focus on the grades. Because overcoming a bad GPA, especially this late in the game, is very hard and takes a lot longer. And I would rather you just finish your classes and then focus on extracurriculars or okay. focus on classes and extracurriculars and push back the MCAT um, so you don't have to study for the MCAT while you're doing everything else as well. So there, there are lots of things that you can move around and adjust. 
uh, to potentially um, push back your application, but but making sure that your grades are are the main priority at this point. Okay. Sounds good. What are your thoughts on that? Um, oh, no. I listen to your podcast. <laughs> um, it sounds pretty much similar to what you tell everyone else. So I, I figured that's what my um, answer would be. Okay. Um, um, my other question, I just listened to the podcast that you guys put out yesterday for the pre-med years. Yeah. And, um, the one with Carl, <laughs> Illinois College of Medicine. Yeah. I love them. Um, Heather, I believe yep. her name was. Um, she talked about disadvantaged students. Yep. So my question with the whole disadvantaged student thing is what qualifies as a dis- disadvantaged student? And is it is it different for every school or is it like one standard? Um, yeah. So so what she was talking about was on uh, I'm pretty sure what she was talking about was for the AMCAS application. So for the MD application. Mm-hmm. they have a question on there, do you consider yourself a, a disadvantaged applicant or do you want to, to qualify yourself as a disadvantaged applicant, whatever that language is. And yeah. you can mark yourself yes, and then it gives you 1,325 characters to explain your situation, why you want to be considered a disadvantaged applicant. Now, when you actually look at kind of the their little help box of like what is a disadvantaged applicant, it's really super generic. Um, they kind of have two kind of qualifying statements in there. One is like you're from a disadvantaged area where there's um, low access or limited access to healthcare, to medicine, to doctors, to hospitals, et cetera. So healthcare mm-hmm. disadvantage from that aspect. But then they also have some language in there, uh, historically have had um, some language in there about um, like some sort of government aid, whether your family was on food stamps or, or got some sort of government aid. Now, for me, you can be disadvantaged living right next to the hospital and never having been on food stamps. It just depends on your situation and, and what you have gone through personally. And so if you look at your situation and you're kind of looking around at everyone else around you, all the other pre-med students, this is kind of the only time where maybe a little comparison game may help is to go, I see all of my other classmates. I see all of my other friends who are pre-meds who are on this journey. None of them really seem to have gone through what I've had to go through. And it's hard, right? Because we don't know what happens uh, in everyone's houses, what what their conversations yeah. are like with their parents or, or what uh, abuse they may have to put up with or whatever, right? We, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, if you feel like you've had to overcome some obstacles that have hindered your ability to do well, that have hindered your ability to go out and get the experiences that, that maybe other students are getting that you can't get, um, then mark yourself disadvantaged and explain why. Um, and don't don't be afraid of, of uh, being pitied. Don't be afraid of coming off like you're whining or complaining. Just tell your story and, and what you've done to overcome and how you've how you've succeeded even in the face of those those obstacles and those disadvantages. Okay. All right. All right. Do you want to talk about that a little more? Talk about what you're thinking about marking down? Um, no. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to. Um, okay. All right. It's, it's, a, it's a little bit more personal okay. than what I'd like to. No share. problem. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. 
Um, I think those were my main questions, actually. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully uh, everything works out. So Grade-wise, GPA-wise, I'm glad your dad is doing better. Hopefully yeah, he stays better. Too. No more hospital trips. Yeah. And uh, and good luck on your journey. Keep me updated. Thanks. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. If you're interested in hearing from different medical specialists, go check out specialtystories.com. 